Hey, it's Coach Kate here, registered dietitian and owner of RD Kate Sports Nutrition. As a member of the LCC Stars Athletic Department, I teach our athletes what to eat and when to eat it on training days, competition days, and throughout the year. For over a decade, I've been helping athletes of all sports and levels meet their goals. RD Kate Sports Nutrition offers individual consulting, team services, on demand courses, and downloadable handouts. For more information, visit rdkate.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWash. In collaboration with Lansing Community College. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back to Coach Cuts Corner. Today I'm joined in studio by Stars baseball coach Mo and guest Stars baseball player Breck Baranowski. Today we're covering Breck's journey and what it's like playing college baseball in the capital city of Lansing. How are you doing this morning, Breck? Good coach. How are you? Pretty well. Are you prepared for this podcast? Have you been on one before? I uh, haven't been on one, but I've watched many, listened to many, so I'm kind of excited. Excellent. Coach Mo, how's your morning going? Uh, great morning so far. How about you? That's it, My morning's been pretty excellent. Been pulled in a lot of different directions, but that's not super uncommon for any other morning that I have. And I'm just happy to be in studio right now with you guys. Breck, uh, did you play multiple sports when you were growing up? I did. I did. Uh, not only, you know, myself, but my sister and, you know, my family having, having you know, everyone around me play multiple sports kind of kind of grew on me uh in many factors so what did you played, play played baseball I played soccer hmm. played a little bit of wrestling a little bit of basketball in there as well okay what were what else besides baseball were you good at I would have to say basketball uh, really wasn't the, wasn't the best shooter how but, tall are you well right now I'm pushing six one okay. but I was I was a late bloomer, but yeah. I was pretty pretty There's good on defense. Spurt coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you're from Illinois, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely a good basketball state for sure. Not as good as Indiana. It's up for debate. <laughs> it's up for debate. <laughs> so in middle school, were you still playing all those sports? It slimmed down a little bit. I kind of realized um, slowly where where my talents uh, still were. So I uh, slimmed down from from like a soccer kind of didn't realize that maybe it kind of wasn't my speed. So, uh, it was more in middle school, baseball, wrestling, uh, and a little bit of basketball. Okay. Very, very interesting. And then what about at high school? Uh, in high school, uh, switched up a little bit, slimmed down even more. So, uh, my freshman, sophomore year of high school, uh, played both baseball and football, uh, and kind of realizing, the importance of uh, baseball and the recruiting game and all that. Um, I really needed to step it up and focus on baseball, uh, and I didn't want to risk injury in football. And what high school did you go to? I went to Joliet Catholic Academy. Okay, and what was that like? It was really interesting. Um, just a v- very great athletic uh, overall school. Uh, they lead Illinois in state championships mm-hmm. in football, and I think they're up there as well in baseball. Uh, I know my year we won we won one as well, and then this following year the uh, the twenty threes got it done with a back to back. So no, it's been it was really good. I uh, just met a lot of a lot of quality people over there, and uh, just obviously it's a Catholic school, so uh, learned and not only academically but through my faith and faith in Jesus. 
Nice. Very cool. What do you remember about Little League? What sticks out? I know, uh, you know, yeah. when when I was, I was thinking about that as you were talking about playing multiple sports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have things that stand out when I, when I played Little League Baseball, and it's not so much. I couldn't tell you what our records were. Um, things like that, but I do, I do remember very significant things. I do remember winning different things. I remember um, having a lot of success. I also have a picture at some point where I had jeans on. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I was, I was wearing jeans, you know, in my team picture. So, yeah, there's, there's some things that stand out. What do you remember about Little League? Uh, I would say, without a doubt, uh, what comes to mind first is the Bosco sticks at the concession stand where I was growing up. Yeah, the Troy Titans. It's just the concession stands was probably the favorite part as soon as I'd get to the field, let alone. But uh, yeah, besides the food aspect there, I remember, uh, especially in Mustang and Pinto Ball, those pitching machines and being so happy when I got to face those just because I kind of knew what was coming. Okay. And uh Hit a lot of hit a lot of homers, homers then, and I always miss those home run derbies that we used to have in those leagues because it was always so fun and competitive. Gotcha, Mo. What do you remember about Little League? Yeah, I think one of my main things is I remember that the first team I played on, they misordered the jerseys, so nice. Uh, we had probably about 12 kids on the team, and six of us were wearing red jerseys, and the other six were wearing blue. <laughs> so our team was actually called the because I was from Wisconsin, and they, uh, you know, you've heard of Kimberly Paper Company. Yeah, we played in Kimberly. So um, our the red team, I was on the red. I my my jersey was red, so it would say Paper Makers. <laughs> that was the name, and then the blue team was sponsored by the local police academy. So it was called the they were the cops. So our team just became the Paper Maker Cops. That was a heck of a name. Yeah, and another thing, my dad always used to tell me. Uh, that when baseball, because you have to throw, your jersey should be loose. So he'd always order me a jersey that was like three or four sizes too big, and I'd just look <laughs> ridiculous, just absolutely terrible in every single photo. Well, Breck, you've got a pretty good arm, but your your jerseys aren't very loose. No, and uh, does that affect in, your throwing? Do you feel like? Well, not really, because uh, I I mean you've probably seen it in practice. I tend to uh, roll my sleeves up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> not a big fan of. Of uh, of loose loose jerseys. I always like my stuff fitted. Uh, they just used because. to do that, like in the what yeah. the fifties or sixties, yeah. and they put their <laughs> yeah. smokes in there, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah. just keep them in there. Yeah. No, I think uh, just as kind of as maybe as far as like a maybe a speed factor in there as okay. as a baseball player, kind of having more uh, things that are fitted to me. Okay. Uh, I don't like necessarily things being loose, especially uh, like my cleats and stuff like that, because it'll affect my feet and stuff. Right. Well, maybe you, you should maybe you should move up to a 4x jersey and let's yeah. see if yeah. that yeah. arm gets better. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's worth a shot, but you don't see sprinters wearing loose clothing. So there, there's something to it. Breck, why do you think baseball coaches have to wear baseball pants during games? Uh, do, do, do you, well, you don't see football coaches wearing football pants. No, it's it's a good question because uh, throughout my lifetime of playing baseball, I've I've seen it I've seen it in both where we have even coaches here at Lansing who wear t-shirt and shorts, and you know we'll even you know I've seen guys where their well their coaches will wear those baseball pants. Um, I think it's it's more of a, a traditional thing, uh, you know, maybe coaches uh, not really able to maybe move on from maybe some old school type things. Uh, okay. I think. 
Yeah. Kinda. We were just talking about that, that the other day, and it's it's unique because you don't see basketball coaches wearing basketball shorts, mm-hmm. you know, which would seem to fit, but they don't wear them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so baseball is one of those sports where you wear what your players have, and a lot of times you'll see coaches in full jersey too, you know. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you you know, you'll obviously see that in the pros and stuff like that that's just you know obviously the rules nowadays but in my opinion I don't think those coaches are coming in the game anytime soon yeah and I think you see a lot more sweatshirts and coaching jackets and stuff at the pro level too Uh, what kind of influence has your dad been on you and your your family's got a little bit of pro ball lineage Mm -hmm. so if you want to talk about impact with your father and then maybe just a little bit about you know family lineage Mm too right so um yeah. You know, my dad played ball at actually at Joliet Catholic as well. So just that influence alone, you know, started throughout high school. Did he win a state championship? Uh, he did not know, but okay. his team was always known as the, so you've the got, big chokers. You, you've, you've got one oh. on them. The big chokers? Yeah, they were, they, were, they were always undefeated. And then the last game, I think, I guess they, uh, oh. they couldn't get it done. So yeah. Even L- in football. Little too much complacency, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Okay. But um, he went on to uh, yeah Missouri Southern, and it was a Hall of Famer there in 2018 and had the home, re- home run record until this year, until uh, – <laughs> guy in his uh, in his fifth year broke it which I don't consider broken you know he took that fifth year to, to do it okay. so but uh no yeah without a doubt he had that um that leniency on me to play baseball and kind of even now he'll still play uh baseball in like an old man league so it's always funny to if I have time to get out there and, and get out there and you know watch him play a little bit and so even when it's I, similar to what happens here in Lansing he's playing yeah. in one as well <laughs> exactly yeah nice. and uh and even when I'm home you know he uh he still wants to throw me BP and still wants to play catch so um, he's, you know, without a doubt, definitely started me at a young age through my competitiveness in the baseball world. And he was drafted? Yeah, he, uh, he got drafted uh, right after Missouri Southern. I believe he was actually through free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, catcher for the Atlanta Braves organization, uh, playing minors for a little bit. I believe he got, he got hurt there in the uh, spring training there for the pros, uh, from my understanding. The, uh, they had clay uh, on their on their field there and I think as you uh, I think he had a home run and I believe it was either around running second base or in the batter's box his foot caught that clay a little you know dug in a little mm-hmm. bit too much and just absolutely tore up his leg and unfortunately that was it incredible story now what about your great grandpa is doing a little bit of digging so yeah. tell me about him so uh, uh, my family's obviously Polish and uh, my my uh, grandmother's side uh, her father got drafted to the White Sox he was a pitcher however um, his father told them that he wasn't allowed to uh, for reasons I still question why I have no clue but he wanted him to uh, to to go be like a soldier in the army and stuff mm-hmm. like that and be a hard worker so it was it was really upsetting for him now and I couldn't imagine if that that happened to me coach Mo is a big White Sox fan do you know that coach Mo? Uh, I missed that one in the history books, but uh, it's a good story. I'll make yeah. sure they uh, they add it back in. That's cool. So after after winning a lot at the high school level, you went mm-hmm. you went on to college. What's your college journey been like? Obviously, you're here at Lansing mm-hmm. now, but that's not where you started. So you want to talk a little bit about how your college journey's been? Right. So, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, through 2020 in the transfer portal, it was just a crazy time for you know, not only myself, but the guys around me, you know, they're just the questions of um, not only where am I going to play or what division I'm going to play at. So during that time, I, I knew I was going to go to the junior college level just because um, 
I saw guys were getting eligibility back and guys were allowed to transfer. So I thought that was the best decision for me. So the previous school I was at, um, another junior college, uh, obviously coming in, I knew it wasn't going to be the best kind of situations just because of, uh, you know, reviews and stuff like that of players that, that played there before and kind of what I saw coming in. So I knew I was already going to have my hands full with, um, you know, what I needed to do when I headed in there and, um, what I kind of had to expect out of myself. And it was more of a, more of a confidence thing in myself and, and, you know, to not really question much and not really hesitate, just do and, you know, do whatever it takes to, to go to the next level. And at what point did you realize that wasn't going to be a good fit for you? Uh, I would say a little bit later, uh, there in the fall season of this past year, um, kind of how the, uh, the fall was going, the, the recruiting wasn't really that great and the coaching staff kind of, uh, wasn't seeing eye to eye on things yeah, and kind of, which wasn't really, it happens. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, wasn't, you know, relaying, uh, things to the team that well. And it kind of as you know, as far as like a training aspect of things as well, it just wasn't going to be a place where I can really grow that much. We talk a lot about our belief systems and our mindsets here at Lansing and, and I think, think when people struggle they if they can be self-aware of it enough they start looking at where their their belief systems are and typically they're pretty low at those times and could you relate to that at all oh yeah with without without a doubt in my mind I took a you know hit in that sense as well just because I've I've had um, you know, teammates and friends who've played at the division one level and even uh, those rival schools like Parkland and Heartland and stuff like that and kind of seeing them uh, thrive and stuff like that. And then me kind of, I don't want to say maybe in the shadows or, mm-hmm. but it maybe at a, definitely a, a low point, definitely in my baseball career. Pressure is a privilege, but I'm assuming you've had a fair amount of pressure on you since getting out of high school, just with that comparison, which, you know, can be the thief of joy, certainly. Mm-hmm. But comparison is, you know, we, we spend a lot of time looking at different things. How'd you find Lansing? Uh, so the summer after I graduated, uh, at joy Catholic, my 18 U season, uh, played for the D here in Michigan. Were you good? I would say I was, yeah, during that time. Yeah, I was pretty good there. Okay. I was playing, uh, belief system pretty high. Yeah. At that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's playing, playing, it was playing fun. Um, I, uh, I was playing, like I said, for the D backs and we had a game against a team out here in Michigan called USA prime, okay. uh, I believe we were playing at West Bloomfield and, uh, it was, it was a great game. And I believe coach Mo and I think Helmick were there as well. We were uh, indeed, uh, checking out some of the already, uh, Lansing recruits. Um, I just happened to possibly pop up on the radar and I believe, uh, one of my buddies here at Lansing, Matthew Fountain, who was on that team kind of told me, uh, a couple of weeks after the game, FYI, uh, Coach Mo was, uh, you know, asking about you, thinking uh, okay. you know, if you had any interest in coming out here. And sure enough, here I am now. What's your experience been like since you've gotten here? You know, there was a lot thrown at you early. You had a couple of college experiences already, so it wasn't like you were, you know, fresh out of high school. And with those kind of eyes, your eyes had been seasoned a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then you come in and there was a lot going on, housing. There was a lot of things that happened early. And now now we're, you know, about seven, eight weeks in. What's your experience been like here? So far, well, now it's been great. But those those first couple of weeks was without a doubt a struggle. Yeah. Um, kind Why? of mentally questioning myself there just because of, of 
you know, like I said, not being able to move in yet uh, to my room and, and having practice, you know, six out of the seven days a week. And, and where the, were you staying at? I was uh, in between staying in a hotel and uh, crashing on the couches there in the uh, in the apartment. So I wasn't able okay. to really bring everything, uh, you know, around me. But the mental aspect, I think, definitely was the was the biggest thing. I, you know, I was uh, on the phone there with Mo uh, before we started. I was, you know, asking them about it and, and stuff like that in detail. And I kind of didn't really realize uh, what it was until I actually got here. Um, and even now, uh, just seeing myself uh, actually change within a couple of weeks is, is pretty mind boggling. <laughs> yeah. And that's what uh, that's what development looks like. And, you know, people have said a lot of people have said that baseball specifically is a sport that's 90% mental and 10% physical. And I'm not sure where those numbers actually lie, but I am certain that a large piece of anything that you do is based on your belief system and, and, and how you, how you feel about yourself and what you think is possible. And you will attract, you know, really positive things. That doesn't mean it's always going to be sunny in 75. It doesn't mean that you're always going to have success, but what it does mean is you're going to have a lot of truth in what you're doing. And, and through those processes, you'll find a lot more happiness. You'll find that you're more relaxed. You know, we had a, we met as a team, I think it was yesterday and we started, we were just talking about our last scrimmages that we had and we try to recap those uh, you know maybe a day or two after we've had those and talk about those a little bit and you'd mentioned something about your mental processes and what you had done and and how it equated to the success that you had do you want to touch on that yeah uh so common uh, you know coming into the fall especially our first mid-michigan scrimmage uh you know i did not play well just because my mental performance at that point was was really out the door. I, I wasn't thinking I wasn't going back to what I wrote down, all those meetings that we had as a team, uh, especially the 617 breathing. I just kind of went out there and realized, um, you know, here I am, let's go, and not realizing that I actually sped up the game a little bit too too fast on myself. Uh, so at that post-game, uh, I kind of realized what I really needed to do, uh, and so I really took a step back, focused not only on, you know, only on my breathing, but kind of going back to those notes that we did mental um, yeah. and, and slowly just look at those before games and take pictures of maybe some things that kind of stood out to me. Uh, and then as well as finding, uh, you know, some tunes and some podcasts that fit me uh, as far right. as, you know, calmness and making sure I was locked in before the game. Right. And how much do you think that impacts you when you play? It's, it's, astronomical it's huge it's not only you know my confidence but mm -hmm. the the level of kind of where where I play my game if that makes sense where my aggressiveness everything is would be would be there uh there was no hesitation these you know these past couple of weeks it was more uh let's you know let's get it on I'm not afraid um I got my guys behind me I'm, I'm ready to roll how much has fear of failure affected you in baseball uh it has Tremendously, I know uh, even Coach Cut has uh, even, you know, you've even mentioned before, you know, uh, the baseball gods will will kind of give you a scare. You know, if you don't want the ball, the ball will find you. And that's kind of something that's right. definitely stood out to me uh, with, you know, any and all hesitation. There there will be a play your way. So, um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, if there was any kind of low self-esteem, low confidence moment, 
uh, in baseball, not only myself, but through my teammates, you can kind of see it and it'll kind of eat you alive a little bit. For sure. Final question. Why, why is it different here? We use the word uncommon a lot, but you know, we can, we will sit on here and we'll talk about it. We won't necessarily hit all on it at one time, but we'll talk about what makes it different here. And having a fresh perspective like yours, where you've been, you've been around a little bit and you're starting to see the tip of the iceberg just a little bit and you're getting better and your, your, your belief systems improving and the fun factors going up. But, but why is it, what, why is it different here? I would say first and foremost, I think the mental aspect of the game, I've never seen uh, not only coaching staff, but you know, a team that focuses so much on, on that part of the game. I know it's always talked about everywhere, but I don't see anyone ever doing it. <laughs> so the fact that we kind of do this on a day-to-day basis is, is phenomenal. I think it's definitely changed my way of thinking, even in, when I go out and step across those white lines. And I'd also have to say, uh, you know, as far as competitiveness, um, when we started out, I didn't know what to think about, you know, fighting, competing for a spot. You know, you've had programs where, uh, you know, all they want you to do is, you know, kind of maybe treat each other's teammates, you know, like crap and just mm-hmm. go out there and play. But but here it's it's more like a family and you're, you're pushing yourself each and each and every one of your, um, uh, you know, one of your guys is pushing you to be the best that you can be. Uh, it's not really about, you know, going out there. Uh, you know, and necessarily, you know, taking the guy's job, but it's more about what can you do and what can you bring to the team and what, what's a hundred percent look like for you. And, uh, and without a doubt, once I realized that, I realized that, uh, I can go even farther more in this game. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Until next time, thank you to all of our listeners and coach Mo and Brack for joining me today in the WLNZ studios. Go stars. Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time. Coach.